0: Welcome to the Ask in Faith podcast, where we seek Christ centered answers to life's difficult questions. My name is Justin Bates, and I will be your host. This week's question is simply If God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, how come commandments, church policies, and even teachings change? This is a great question. I think it might be helpful if I start by sharing a little bit about myself. I'm the youngest of five children. My oldest brother is 11 years older than I am, and a common thing that comes up in family gatherings is this idea, and I think it's a reality, that I was not parented the same way, and they would insist, uh, not as strictly, as were my oldest siblings, that they were parented differently than I am, and, and that that's obviously a sign of inequality and unfairness and whatnot. Um, and that's all in good fun, of course. But I think there's some reality to that. And those of you who are oldest children will probably say that's true. And youngest children, probably the same. Okay, we, Parents parent different kids differently. That's just a reality. Some kids need encouragement to be social and independent. Others might need a little bit of reining in in that area. Uh, some need more disciplined approaches, while others can be given more of a loose, guided approach. Uh, Not all children can, and I would argue should, be held to the exact same standard at the exact same time, nor should they be parented in the exact same way. I'll give you an example. This is obviously kind of an extreme example, but imagine a child has severe mental or physical disabilities. Imagine them being held to the same standard as any other child that may not have those particular disabilities, That would be neither fair nor effective to hold that child and say, why aren't you walking yet? Why aren't you talking yet? Why can't you do this and this and this that other children seem to be able to do? That would be totally unreasonable. And we would understand that as a parent, you would parent that child in a way that is customized to their needs and their circumstances. Now, the reason that I bring this up is that it is important and it is true to remember that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He doesn't change. In terms of his character, his love for us, and his commitment to light and truth and our eternal well-being, according to Moses one thirty nine, his goal, his objective, his work and his glory is to bring to pass the immortality and eternal life of man, or in other words, his children, men and women. So that doesn't change about God. Those things don't change, but he does customize his counsel and his commandments to suit the needs of his people in different eras, in different lands, and in different situations, according to their various capacities. Um, And that's something we need to be really comfortable with, and honestly, in my estimation, is a sign of his love and his knowledge about who we are and his desire to not just treat us all the same, but to treat us all according to our capacities and our needs and where we're at on our progression to become like him. Okay, so I love that about him. Now, the the second part of the question had to do with, well, if God is the same yesterday, today, and forever, why do commandments and things change? Let's take a look at a scripture that might be helpful, a couple of scriptures. All right, in Doctrine and Covenants section 56, the Lord is giving some counsel and some chastisement Uh, to be honest, to some early members of the church uh, regarding their responsibilities. And in chapter 50, or sorry, section 56, verse 4, the Lord teaches an important truth. He says, Wherefore I, the Lord, command and revoke as it seemeth me good. And if you're not familiar with the word revoke, that just means like to retract or to take back or to change. Okay, so I, the Lord, command and revoke as it seemeth me good. Uh, and all this to be answered upon the heads of the rebellious, saith the Lord. And then he gives an example in verse 5. Wherefore, I revoke the commandment which was given unto my servants Thomas B. Marsh and Ezra Thayer, and give a new commandment. And then in verse 6, he does the same thing. He revokes a previous commandment that he had given to uh, Selah Griffin and Newell Knight. Um, and, and, and for this reason, you might ask, well, why would he do that? In this case, in verse 6, it was in consequence of the stiff-neckedness, or in other words, the pride... Uh, the, un- the rebelliousness of my people, which are in Thompson and their rebellions. Okay, so does the Lord have the right to command? Well, certainly he does. No one would doubt that he has the right to, com- to give commandment. And he's asserting here that he also has the right and authority to revoke commandments as seemeth him good according to uh, what his children have warranted and what they're ready for. So I hope that makes some sense. Uh, let's look at another example that helps us understand what impacts the direction and the commandments that he gives us. So we, we looked at an example in section 56 that kind of points out that some early members of the church, their rebellion caused him to revoke previous commandments. Now, if we look in First Nephi chapter 16, we're familiar with this story of Lehi and his family. They're led through the wilderness and across the sea uh, as they follow the directions of a, a special Ball that was given to them, um, a a compass of sorts called the Leahona, and it says in verse twenty-eight, the pointers which were in the ball, that they did work according to the faith and diligence which we did give unto them. So the pointers, the directors that told them which direction to go, some days it was this way, some days it was another way, worked according to their faithfulness. Now I keep your spiritual ears on. That this ties in really closely with how the Lord gives us direction and counsel and commandments. Verse 29 adds, "There was also written upon them, the, the Leahona, a new writing, which was plain to be read, which did give us understanding concerning the ways of the Lord, and it was written and changed from time to time." So this writing, this direction that they got, this counsel that they got on the Leahona, changed. Over time. And why did it change or how did it change? It says according to the faith and diligence which we gave unto it. This seems to suggest that as we choose to follow the Lord's counsel as given to us in a particular time, then we're given more. Okay. And we are allowed and, and and empowered to through our faith receive more. When trying to teach a struggling group of Israelites recently transplanted from Egypt. As you'll recall in the Bible, right, Moses leads the Israelites out of Egypt, where they've been for hundreds of years in a society of many gods and attitudes and behaviors that were contrary to what the true God, Jehovah, would have them do. He gave some very strict commandments that were meant to point them to Christ, the law of Moses. On the other hand, when Christ came to earth— he realized that the Jews were ready for and, and needed a higher law that was a more principle-based and, and less specific type of law that was clearly centered around him, Jesus Christ. Now, the law of Moses pointed to Christ, but not all of the Jews realized that or understood it because when Christ came, they didn't recognize him as their Messiah. All right. Ultimately, both types of laws had the same objective, the law of Moses and the higher law that Christ brought to the earth. The goal was helping them people come to Christ, make covenants with him, and become more Christ-like individuals. But each was customized to the current capacity and culture of the people he was trying to help. The early Israelites, as they fled Egypt, were not prepared for the higher law. And we know this because when Moses came down from Mount Sinai, he had the tablets. He was, I can only imagine he was so excited. He's like, I've got the higher law. Like, I'm going to give you guys the higher law. And he comes down, and what does he see them doing? worshiping a golden idol, like a golden calf. He's just spent all this time, like, getting this revelation from God, and he's ready to share it with them, but they're not ready to receive it. And so he gets frustrated. I just see him throwing down these tablets, and they break. And instead, he has to give them the Ten Commandments, and the law of Moses, and a much more strict and and lower law that was to be, as Galatians, uh, as Paul says in Galatians, a schoolmaster to lead them to Christ. The Lord gives different counsel and commandments and direction to different people at different times according to their circumstances and their capacity and their readiness to receive. I'll give you a couple other examples just real quick. Lehi's family was commanded to cross the sea to the promised land. At the same time, Jeremiah, Prophet Jeremiah, who was also in Jerusalem around that same time, was commanded to stay in Jerusalem and prophesy. Both righteous people, same place, same time, and yet one was commanded to do one thing, one was commanded to do another by the Lord. Another example, Christ's ministry and that of his chief apostle Peter were primarily to the house of Israel. The, you look at the, the ministry of Jesus Christ, while he occasionally visits a Samaritan woman at the well, for the most part, his his teaching and his ministry is to the people of Israel. But the mission of the apostle Paul was primarily to the Gentiles. And we know that as Jesus Uh, ascended back into heaven after his resurrection. He said, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing in the name of the Father. Right? So different commands for different times according to the circumstances and readiness of his people. I'll give one last one. In ancient Israel, in ancient Israel like the Law of Moses, only the Levites held the priesthood. It was a lineage-based priesthood uh, ordination. Whereas today, worthy men and women, regardless of lineage, have priesthood authority, power, responsibility, and blessings. Different era, different time, same God who's giving us what is appropriate and needed for our circumstances and what we're ready for. Now, if anybody's justified in altering the commandments for different people at different times, it's God. If we trust that because he knows all things, loves us perfectly, and is perfectly just and merciful, we we can recognize that whatever commandments he gives us are for our ultimate good. We don't need to worry about, well, why did they give a different commandment back then, and why don't we have that now? I mean, it's fine to think about it and consider it, but we don't need to get bent out of shape over it, that things change. Things change in the church today. When my grandparents were going to church, it was uh, throughout the week, you know, they had They had sacrament meeting on Sunday, and maybe they had primary on Tuesday, and maybe they had Relief Society on Thursday, and it was an all throughout the week activity. In my parents' era and in much of my life, we had three-hour blocks on Sundays. In my adult life, it's been two-hour blocks on Sundays. Things change, right? And that's okay. And in fact, that's a good thing, that God is continuing to reveal things to us and change them according to the circumstances of his people. Now, couple quick things to hit before we wrap up. A common thing that I hear people ask or say is, if I disagree with a commandment or policy, refuse to live according to that policy because I don't feel like it's right, and then it changes, perhaps changes to be in line with what I thought it should be, then am I justified in my previous behavior or in my previous disobedience? And the answer is an emphatic no. (laughs) You are not justified in disobeying something because sometime it might change in the future or because maybe it was different in the past. We are accountable for the knowledge that we currently have and for the commandments and the counsel that God is currently giving, most especially through his living prophets. We are accountable for our time and our place and the commandments that he has given to us. Because think of what that that would entail. If you extended that thought too far that something was ever practiced differently in the past or I think it might be practiced differently in the future, so I'm just going to do whatever I want, then what's the purpose of commandments? How would you ever know if you're being obedient? I'll give you an example. Something that was practiced in a previous generation with approval from God would be plural marriage. And that's a whole subject on its own that we could talk about at another time, but there have been periods of time in the history of the world, both biblically and in the current last dispensation in the early days of the church when plural marriage was practiced and was authorized by God. It is not authorized now. And Jacob makes it very clear in the Book of Mormon when there are some Nephites that are trying to commit adultery, break the law of chastity and cheat on their wives, and then call it, well, but... We're just like Solomon. He practiced plural marriage. And Jacob ripped him a new one, and he said, Absolutely not. It is not okay. The Lord's standard of marriage is monogamy. One man and one woman, unless he commands otherwise. And so it is very important that we follow the standard that God has given us, the command that he has given us, specifically in our time. By the same token, perhaps you think, Well, I think that someday something might be practiced differently than it currently is. Something that I've heard as an example. And I know that this is a sensitive issue. And so I don't want to be flippant about it at all. But some people are of the opinion that someday the church is going to come around, that the Lord's prophets are going to get with the times, and that God is going to authorize same sex marriage in the temples of of God, like a church authorized same sex marriage. And so if somebody believes that and says, well, because I believe that that's going to happen in the future, I'm going to practice it now. Okay, I'm going to, to act in accordance with that belief now. That would be wrong. That would You have your agency and you can do whatever you want, but that would be disobedience because you're disobeying the Lord's current counsel. And as the song says, follow the prophet, follow the prophet. In this, there is safety and peace. There is safety in following the Lord's current counsel. I sincerely believe that the Lord speaks through his prophets and that there is safety as we follow their counsel and as we don't get too worried about the way things used to be or where the way we think things will be in the future. But we follow the current counsel, There's safety in that. So returning to the original question, if God's the same yesterday, today and forever, how come commandments and things change? Because he loves us because he wants to help us and meet us in our particular needs, according to our particular capacities, and according to what he knows that we need in order to become the people that he wants us to become. On top of that, according to our faithfulness or our rebellion, we may qualify for different types of counsel and commands. And so let us be faithful. Let us follow that counsel, and let the Lord lead us down the road, down the covenant path, home to him. And I say that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. If you like what you're hearing here at the Ask in Faith podcast, please don't keep quiet about it. Like, share, subscribe, follow. We want this message of the gospel of Jesus Christ to go to all the world. And we know there are lots of people with questions that deserve Christ-centered answers, and we'd like to help them to find those answers. Thank you so much for joining with us, and please come back next week for our next episode of the Ask in Faith podcast.